Hey there, beautiful. Are you tired of the hustle? Feeling unappreciated? Saying yes when you should be saying no? Are you looking for your purpose and your passion? And what stories are you telling yourself that no longer serve you? Well, you are in great company. I'm Shirley Williams, and this is Becoming, your podcast for personal growth. Here, We will have empowering conversations about debunking our limiting beliefs, the stories we tell ourselves, and the unapologetic lives that we are meant to be living. Pull up your chair and come join me. Let's begin. Ladies, I am so excited for this week's conversation. Christelle Arcucci is an embodied wealthy coach and mentor, healer, writer, artist, performer, and speaker. Christelle is passionate about empowering women to create sensual and financial freedom aligned with love. She has supported thousands of clients to integrate spiritual values with life and business success by aligning the pleasure body, creative mind, and soul magic since 1991. Let's begin. Hello, Christelle. How are you? I'm fantastic, Shirley. I am so delighted to be here with you today. Thank you so much for saying yes. Yes. (laughs) Before we hit record, we had quite the little conversation. So before we begin, I want my listeners to know that the platform is here. There's going to be F-bombs. We're going to be unapologetic. We're unfucking all the rules. I love that. You said that right at the beginning. So I just wanted everyone to know what they're getting into. (laughs) Yes. Powerhouse women getting together to support each other and to change the world. That's exactly what we're doing. And I am definitely on that mission. And in the last couple of weeks, even more so, I know my platform is primarily women as well as yours. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I support world-changing women to embody wealthy, receive millions, and create a life in service to love. So it is about supporting women in creating physical and financial freedom and finding that soul sovereignty in our experience in the world. Because I believe that women and girls having full support and full freedom all over the world will help turn around so many of the problems that humanity is facing. I agree with you. And what does that mean when you say physical, emotional freedom, you talk about wealth, you talk about femininity, sovereignty, what does that mean to you? First, it comes to the point of being safe in our bodies right? Like safe in our skin, safe in our bodies. Because I grew up in the US and have lived in the US most of my life. And so my predominant experience is here and it's similar to so many places in the world. Um, And there's a way in which because I'm a woman, because I'm petite, I'm small, it impacts how I operate in the world. You know, I've been supporting women for my entire career as a healing arts practitioner, which is over 30 years now. And and in talking to 
the few male clients that I do have, or in talking to male friends that like they have no idea what it's like, like how we have to operate in the world. And so to me, it's like getting to that place of, of true equality for all genders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for for women coming into that place where it's like, there's a seat at the table, there's room for our voices, there's room for us to choose what laws are governing our bodies. So it is that place of feeling powerful in the choices that we got to make about our bodies, about our environment, about education, about healthcare, about, you know, the global community, right? There are so many things that are being decided by men and not healthy men. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're recording this, there's been, um, I don't even have words for it. I'm going to be honest. I, I could cry just thinking about it. I've had many conversations this week with other women, women in Canada, women all over the world. And as we're recording this, this is still really fresh for us. You know, our rights to choose as women, uh, our rights to choose about what happens to our bodies. And you're at the front line. You're the, the healing workers of supporting these women. And what do you say now? Where do we go from here? Yeah. Well, for me, I was on a call with one of my teachers last night. It was a group class and she is one of my main teachers around power. And, and so I was very excited to be talking to you today about unapologetic life because that for me, I've been supporting women and their relationship with their sexuality and their spirituality and money for you know, specifically in that arena for about 12 years. But like I said, I've been doing healing work for over 30 professionally. And since this happened in the US last week, I I'm I'm done playing small, apologizing for my stand for women and our physical and financial freedom and sovereignty. That there's a way in which I I have been apologizing. I have been playing small. I've been trying not to upset people and talking about women and sex and power and money. You know, it's like I'm doing it, but it's also I'm not doing it at the level I want to be doing it, at the visibility I want to be doing it. I'm not creating the impact I want to be creating. And now I'm just like, it's game time. There's <laughs> going to be people that that I piss off. I have done it before. You know, there's I get DMs and people saying I'm going to burn in hell and all my women clients are going to, you know, like these crazy things. And I just am like, it's now instead of stopping me, it's fuel to the fire, right? Like this happening is like, there is no holding back. I re- refuse to apologize anymore. I refuse to play small. And And that also means, you know, my nervous system needs to be able to handle and calibrate to the level of power that I want to have in the world, the level of impact, the level of, yes, there's going to be pushback. There's going to be trolls. There's going to be people that are upset about it. There's going to be women who get upset about my message, right? So, so it's like letting that be fuel for the fire instead of being afraid of getting bigger, getting my message out, the pushback. It's just like, it's all fuel for the fire. Now, the 
the fuel for the fire of my passion, of my purpose, of supporting women in power. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, it's another fuel for the fire is such a good uh, sentence around this because it's just forcing us in the, in this arena to step up even greater. And that's what this whole conversation is about, right? Like unapologetic. One of the questions I asked you, you know, even before we start the question is, or the conversation is, what was the defining moment for you that set you on this unapologetic life? And I love there's many of them, right? Like this is just another one. It's like fuel for the fire. I'm going to up level even more here now. I lo- I'm going to keep going. But do you have a moment for you that was really like this? Okay, now it's time. I'm sure this week was another one of the moments. But yes. could you remember an earlier moment for you that set you on this path of like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now? Yes. Well, the defining moment that put me on the path of turning my profession into personal development and healing arts work um, was when I was 17. I injured my back really badly in a springboard diving competition. And I went to the chiropractor and the chiropractor is like, you're never going to compete again. You're going to be on pain medication for the rest of your life. And he basically gave me a life sentence of lack of mobility and pain medication for the rest of the, my life. I was 17 years old. Yeah. A little piece of that story that is relevant is that when I was six months old, I had a near-death experience, which pulled back the veil. So all through my childhood, it was like I had access to information and knowledge that didn't make any sense as a child growing up in the environment that I grew up in. So I was on a healing path even before that, on a deep spiritual path that was not my family's path. It was my personal path because I had had this near-death experience when I was six months old, which of course I can remember on a soul level. And people are like, how can you remember six months old? I'm like, well, when you work on the soul level, time and space don't exist. Right. So so then when I got that diagnosis, when I was 17, you're not going to compete. You're not going to be active. You're going to be on pain medication. I was 17 years old and a very physical, active athlete. And I said, no, thank you. No, no way, no how. So then then my personal journey of healing, because I had already been on a healing journey, then I turned it into my profession. I became an energy healer and then a massage therapist and a yoga therapist and hypnotherapist and blah, 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 blah. All of these tools that I was using personally to heal, then I just at 17, I was like, oh, I can turn this into my profession. So that was a turning point moment of saying no to the kinds of life sentences that people get in in dysfunctional western medicine right there is western medicine western medicine has also saved my life so i'm not anti western medicine i just am it, there's ways in which it is completely failing and we've seen that in the last 2 years with the pandemic um so that was a huge defining moment of stepping on the path a deeper path of healing personally yet also professionally being like i'm going to find another way yeah. I think, you know, I'm listening to your story and I, there's so many women out there who hear stories from their doctors and I'm doing air quotes now, but from doctors or whatever, and they're given this sentence and they go home and they're like, okay. And, you know, one of the things that came to me when you were talking was I have twin boys that were born quite early. And when Oliver was 
maybe 11 days old, we were, we were told that he would never walk. And I was like, how, how would one know that at 11 days old anyways, you know? So just like you, I was like, hell no, that's, that's not an option. That's not an option. And we started to work with him right away. And, you know, long story short, he walked and he's functioning and he's an incredible human today at 20, almost 23 years old next week. But it's so interesting to me how women, and I'm using women because this is my platform, but people in general are given these diagnoses or told something from someone higher than what they perceive themselves to be. And they just go off and live this sentence of what this would look like. And you just knew different. And I love that you, you brought it back to like six months. Was that when at six months, was that a story that your parents told you growing up? Like you almost had this near death experience. Like how did you really embody that on a soul level? Did you remember? I understand from a soul level, but did your parents tell you stories as you got older? You know, when you were six months old, this is what happened to you. Yeah. I mean, they said I stopped breathing. I almost died. So they, that, that was part of the story. And it wasn't until much later that I learned about what near death experiences do because I was on such a deep spiritual healing journey growing up with two alcoholic parents in a totally dysfunctional household, right? I was doing these deep practices. Like I started practicing yoga and meditation at 14 years old back in the 80s in the Midwest and studying Taoism and world religions. And, and this was not, and connecting with nature spirits and relating with the moon and the seasons and these things that were not what I was being taught. So there was a way I had access to information, which now I know are the Akashic records, but I didn't know what that was back then. You know, I called it sky school when I was a kid that I could go to this place called sky school and I could get any information I wanted. So, so there was a way, I mean, the struggle as a child was, I don't fit here. I don't understand humans. How are humans so awful to each other? How is it that I can feel and see what people are thinking, but they're not saying it? So there was a deep disconnect of seeing the truth of oneness, of love, of the power of creation, yet the world around me was my parents drinking too much to escape their reality, to escape their trauma. So yeah. so the story was just, I almost died when I was six months old. Yeah. So it wasn't more than that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, when working with the women that you work with, how do you even get them to begin to embrace who they are? Women that come to me are generally have been on a spiritual path for some time. And, and so there's kind of two pathways. Some women come to me just to do the healing work. And that, but a lot of my clients are women who are healers themselves and they want to, to turn their healing business, their spiritual business into a more profitable soul aligned business. So they're generally already awakened in a way of understanding this. So I'm not introducing them to the basics of right. their practice. It isn't new. It's more like they're on the path. 
yet they continue to keep these repeating patterns either in their personal life. Like they, they have unresolved trauma is the short version of the story, right? Like a lot of women come to me that have either struggled with addiction or they have a loved one with addiction. They're, they grew up in an abusive or dysfunctional household. So there are these themes of power and powerlessness and and that's what they come for is like, I want to know how to embody my power in my life, whether that's as a retired grandmother or it's a woman in her 20s that wants to go to law school or a woman entrepreneur. It's, it is the exploration of reclaiming power. I love that. I love that. And I think the more women who step into their personal power, at any age, right? I heard you say like the retired, the 20 year old. We are, I believe, I'm curious to know if you believe this too, we are slowly changing the world. Absolutely. Well, looking at, you know, when I was born, a woman couldn't have a credit card, right? Which the younger generation is going to be like, what? (laughs) Right? So there are these ways that, you know, a woman couldn't own property in the United States and, you know, all of these different things that have changed. And of course, what you mentioned at the beginning, it's like, we've made a lot of progress. And right now we're in a huge time of setback and what seems like going backwards. Yet to me, the thing I keep asking in this is how is this happening for us? Oh, one of my favorite lines. How is this happening for us? And one of the things that I see so much is more women coming together to support each other and to say, we have to do this together. And I have that global vision of just like this incredibly powerful global network of women that are just like, well, the governments are failing us. So we're going to come together and do it, (laughs) right? Like we're going to bring the funds in where we're going to create the organizations that are able to support the things that are going on in the world. That's not the ideal way of doing it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if that's the only way, that's what we need to do. Yeah. And I also agree with you, you know, I'm always looking for, okay, how is this happening for us? And I think it's actually happening at the most perfect time when we are all ready to step in and work together globally to make change and to also change the paradigm of what we've all been born into. You know, like my background is Judaism and I mean, women are... (laughs) are not allowed to do anything. Um, and I have family members who are Orthodox. And a lot of times I'm always like, but why, but why? And they're like, because the rabbi told us and that that's fine. It works for them, but I was way, I'm way more curious than that. You know, that, that wouldn't have ever just really been like, Oh, okay. And I would have gone off and, and done the thing. But this idea I think it's such an empowered time right now for all of us. And I love the work that we're doing um, as a, as a community, as globally on a mission to empower other women, you know, and just this idea of who we are becoming in the process. And again, I'm going to go back fuel for the fire. You know, it's just, it's just the most perfect time. And, and, I want women all over the world to know that they can do this too. You know, they do have that power. And this is part of this, these conversations is for women not to know that they're alone, 
for women to know that there is an abundance amount of whatever it is that they want to build into. And do you have any recommendations on how to do that in your, in your mind? How do you begin to let other women know that? Let other women know how to reclaim their power. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think part of the important thing to recognize is that there are women in certain parts of the world that are having a radically different experience than I am. So it very much depends on where a woman in the world is. Yet I think something that we can all do is stop attacking ourselves. Mm-hmm to make peace with our own bodies and stop hating that I'm not young enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. I'm not the right, whatever, all of the things that we, all the dysfunctional things we've been taught from the dominant culture about not being good enough, right? There's this very narrow line in our cult in, in global culture for women, you are not enough or you're too much. So it creates this very narrow line in the middle that you're allowed to be in. And when we can get comfortable in our own skin to be like, I love this body. I love the way that my mind messes with me. I love the trauma that I've been through. I love who I am in my imperfection, right? In my, what I would call my divine humanity, right? Because from my perspective, we are divine souls, the divine creator in a human body, which human being human is not perfect. It's hard and it's a struggle and there's trauma and there's tragedy. There's also incredible things, mm-hmm. but being okay in that and making peace with our own bodies and stopping the attack that is coming from the inside. So that's for women anywhere. And the majority of our audience is going to be in, you know, the U S and Canada and places where then it becomes, how do you work with other women to create community, to step out of the paradigm of women are competing against each other. That's the old paradigm of dysfunction. And so it's like you and I coming together to support each other, to learn about each other, to learn about our work, to see how we can lift everyone up, lift the global community of women together and step out of the dysfunctional, like it's a competition into being in collaboration. And how can we do this instead of, I mean, there are whatever activists and people that are working from inside the government, yet it's like, what can I do? What can you do? What can we do together to really change this so we're not waiting for someone else to do it? right? What is the part I play? What is the part you play? And how can we make that even better by supporting each other? Yeah. And I love the piece about collaboration. And I think, you know, one of the things I know for me that I've been working on, and it came to me when I was in a conversation with a client, she said, but we were talking about her growth and evolution. And she said, yeah, but, but you have it all together, you know? And so this idea of, Nobody know the only thing we know is we've we've all had experiences that have shaped us. What those experiences are are gonna differ from each and every one of us, but we all have these experiences. And I realized at that moment, how can I show I guess more humanness, you know? Like and not to say like, oh no, wait, I had a fucked up life too. Like I I didn't I I wasn't in the right place at the right like you do you know what I mean? Like yes. people come to and think, well. 
she's this, or she's that, or look at her, she has this, or she, you know, she lives here. And, and this idea of like, if we can be in our own humanity and really care for each other in ways that say like, I get it, you're not alone. And right. you do have the power and it is messy and this humanness is hard. And, you know, and I love what you said about the divine. And I often describe it as like, everything is creation from divine. And if the divine is divine, how could any of this be a How could any of us be a mistake? How can any of us not be perfect in our imperfections, you know? Yes. And so I, I think, I think about that a lot. I keep showing, I keep saying, no, I, I need to show more of my humanness, more of my flaws so that women are somehow empowered then to show theirs. Cause I think that's what makes us really strong. Yes. And I think women, especially even more so mothers mm-hmm. are, there's so much pressure on you. And there's so much, like, like I said, for all women, it's like, women are not good enough. But I think it's like times a hundred. I'm not a mother, uh, but a lot of my clients are. It's times a hundred when you're a mother. Like you're a crappy mother. You're not doing everything. There is this way of, um, again, the like dominant framework, which is not healthy to, to, and that it's being, you're being the people pleaser and it's accommodating. And that's the thing you should do. And so part of it is for women to really recognize their own brilliance. And that perfection, this flawless Instagram image isn't real. That's not what being human is. So it's, you know, befriending ourselves and especially for mothers, befriending yourself, being on your own team, right? To be like, I got the kids all survived another day. <laughs> like to me as a non-mother, I'm like, that's a freaking miracle. Yes. And if you put on a bra, you even nailed it even more. (laughs) Exactly. If you fed them even better, you know, so it's like being on your own team. And I think that's where women are so good at overgiving to others, right? So like women are seeing your genius and your brilliance, which you are yet for them to go, what am I doing well today? What did I do today? How can I cheer for myself? How can I acknowledge that getting out of bed and getting dressed, keeping the kids alive, taking them to soccer practice or whatever is happening, um, to, to not be aiming for this impossible standard, right? To just be friend ourselves to say, I did a good job today. And yes, I'm still struggling. I'm still human. You know, I mean, I talk to my clients about this all the time that yeah. it's like, you know, cause they'll say, well, I, I, why haven't I figured this out yet? Why am I still struggling with the same thing? And I say, well, guess what? You are going to struggle with that thing until you stop breathing. And then who knows what you're going to struggle with? I don't have evidence about, I have some ideas about that, but, but pretty much like it's going to be challenging. So enjoy the high moments, the incredible moments. And also be kind to yourself in the challenges. And also use the challenges as opportunity to stay curious. You know, again, why, like, what is this for? What do I need to learn from this instead of I'm just a, I'm just a complete mess and I can't do anything right. Right. And I'm a, I failed again. I failed again. I failed again. Um, I, I was the mother who bought the packaged cookies and then put them on a plate with saran wrap like I baked them. Just so you know. <laughs> I did do that. what you gotta 
you got to do what you got to do. I mean, I'm not a mother. So like I took the easy way out of that one of being like, I, I am super happy being adventure auntie. I am visiting my sister and she, she also has twins that just turned 13. And I love being auntie. Right. Yeah. Because I get all the good stuff and they have to do the hard work. <laughs> you get all the good stuff. I, one of my best friends is auntie to, to the boys and she's auntie to all the, all the moms who have kids and she gets to like swoop in with fun things and then she gets to leave, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I always said, I, I never really understood. I, I never really understood why women didn't want to be mothers or didn't ha- or weren't going to have children until I actually had my own children. And then I felt bad about that. I was like, Oh, oh I, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a great adventure. And I, and my work is very much about helping women reparent themselves. Mm. Right. And so finding that divine mother, divine father within to create that healing inside. And so often I am that unconditionally loving mother that very few women have had. So although I have not given birth to any children, my mothering muscles are very well developed. But but again, giving birth to your own children is a whole other thing, right? When my client client time is over, it's over 24-7 for you mamas out there. <laughs> Some people say to me, is it going to get easier when they're five, you know? And I'm like, Oh no, it's just a different level of difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. This is amazing. Yes. It's amazing. I really, I love this collaboration. Um, where can people find you? The easiest way to find me because both of my names are tricky is embodywealthy.com bodywealthy.com and do you run like group stuff do you do one-on-one like what kind of offerings do you have going on currently I my business is a boutique coaching business so I work with very few clients at a high level at some point in the next few years I will probably run some groups or masterminds again but at this point it's all one-on-one work nice yes yeah Um, I will put everything in the show notes. Is there anything you want my listeners to know before we go? I would love for, as I mentioned in our conversation, which I have enjoyed so much, thank you, is befriending ourselves, right? Is really being on our own team, acknowledging the challenges that we have faced and overcome to make peace with our bodies as they are and as they change as we age or experience different parts of life is really being on our own team and in doing that right is is becoming more fully embodied in our divine humanity then it's easier for us to give and receive the kinds of relationships we want to have with other people love that i could really feel that it's it's it was like Oh, right to my heart. So thank you. And I, women need to hear it over and over again. Be kind to ourselves, love ourselves. And it's true, you know, I really love what you just said about, um, you know, when we're kind to ourselves and offer ourselves compassion and love for who we truly are in all of it, is that, is that 
that's when we get to love everybody else also. We know that, right? Yes. We somehow forget that a little bit. So yes. for that reminder. Yes. Well, it's easy to say and a practice, a constant practice, practice, practice to be able to do it. And then we fall off and we get back on track and we're like, oh, I'm sorry, Christelle, that was mean. I love you. I believe in you. <laughs> and then I begin again. I have many pep talks throughout the day <laughs> with myself. <laughs> you got this. You can do this. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Thank you, Christelle. It's been lovely. And um, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. I've got to say one of the things that I am enjoying so much is meeting incredible women, not only other coaches, but women who are on a mission to empower other women to live extraordinary lives. I really feel like we are at the threshold of something extraordinary that everything that's happening in the world today is happening for us and we need to acknowledge we need to step up and we need to embody the empowered woman i love you guys until next time keep being incredible thanks for joining me on the journey of becoming please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Want more personal growth? Of course you do. Check out my website at shirleywilliams.com. Join the tribe and be the first to hear about my new offerings coming in January, 2022. Also, don't forget to join the Becoming Community on Facebook at Shirley Williams Coaching. Until then, see you next week. Be awesome.